Well, as we've been reporting this morning, health officials urge the government to retain key aspects of the smoke-free law it plans to repeal. But Associate Health Minister Casey Costello rejected them. In documents obtained by RNZ, the Health Ministry wanted Casey Costello to consider multiple compromise options, including introducing a purchase age of 25. We'll be joined now by the Prime Minister, Christopher Luxon. Good morning, Prime Minister. Good morning, Prime. Do you stand by your comments in December last year that these new laws would have led to a black market and increased dairy crime? Yeah, look, I want to be clear. We're not, um, there's quite a bit of misunderstanding about what the government's doing on smoke free. We're just sticking with the current legislation. No, no, I understand. We understand that. That position's been made well and surely clear. I'm asking you if you stand by that comment. Those comments. Yes, that's been our position, is that actually we think that answer, that the, the solution from the previous government wasn't the way forward. And this is despite the fact that in Guyon's reporting this morning, the Ministry says that there's no evidence to suggest that, and in fact, it's the opposite. Uh, we believe very strongly it would have driven more criminal activity and it would have created a black market. And uh, we just don't think it's the best way to go about doing it. We think that the current legislation that has halved our smoking rates is what we need to continue to do so. Uh, and, and again, the legislation the government passed hasn't been... OK, actually what, what is the evidence with... you're using? Because the Ministry, your own government, has told the Minister that the research has so far found evidence of a decreasing illicit trade in tobacco over the last 10 years. They're saying it's the opposite. What's the evidence you're using? Well, there has been advice from the government uh, to the previous government about the fact that um, smoking would create a risk of black market and potentially more criminal activity. Uh, but the reality is that's our view. We believe that actually limiting distribution, uh, when we've already seen ram raids where there's a huge focus on why people are breaking into those stores, is because they want to take the smokes. Uh, you know, actually that would have driven more ram raid activity. It would drive increasingly a bigger black market. And so, I appreciate there's different views on that, but that's our position. Um, we're very determined to get well, smoking rates down, which is what uh, the actual Views are fine, but I'm just interested in the in the evidence. And again, there's an uh, Otago University report on the newsroom website in which they examine data on RAM raids, and it suggests these crimes are decreasing, and that only a minority target (laughs) tobacco products. That's police data. I would just suggest, I think um, you can go talk to some dairy owners who have actually been victims of crime, uh, and I've visited with many, many of them, uh, and uh, I just uh, think... But you know, that's, a, I understand that. I'm sure they're, they're right, but that's, that's anecdotal data as opposed to a whole set of data, which is the police data that's been examined by Otago University. Yeah, look, the evidence very clearly is that under the existing legislation, we have halved our smoking rates in a decade. Uh, in the last year, under the same legislation that we're, we're supporting, uh, we've actually taken another two points off daily smoking. That's what matters here, Corinne, is actually the smoking rates coming down. That's the important thing. We believe this legislation can continue to drive smoking rates down. And you're not worried that your arguments, according to these documents that Guyon has uncovered, Ministry Advice, are labelled a common tobacco industry tactic to assert tobacco (laughs) policies will increase an illicit market. Oh, come on. No, come on. I mean, the bottom line is ministers get a range of advice from officials on a range of topics, every minister and every portfolio. That's the reality of it. Uh, We have legislation that has served New Zealand incredibly well. We should be incredibly proud about it. It has driven our smoking rates down tremendously. Even in the last year, that same legislation uh, has driven our smoking rates down by another almost two points. Uh, We're going to continue to use that legislation. We're going to continue to drive our smoking rates down. Uh, We want to see smoking, daily smoking particularly, come down uh, big time. Uh, 
uh, we're very focused on that. We just disagree that the previous government's uh, legislation put in just before the election that hasn't taken effect actually is the right way to go about it. We just disagree on that. Do you not believe there was any merit in considering some of the compromise options put forward? I mean, why not introduce a purchase age of 25 as recommended to the Minister? Were you aware that that was even an option on the table? Again, ministers get a range of advice and they can take that advice or not take that advice. Um, that's the point of officials being able to provide that to them. But again, I just put it to you, what we're focused here on is outcomes and the outcome we want to see is less New Zealanders having daily, do, do, doing daily smoking. That legislation... Yes, that but if you really that, wanted that less New Zealanders smoking, you would introduce even tougher measures, which you're not. Well, we believe this legislation is working really well to drive smoking rates. Just look at the last year. It's gone from 86 down to 6.8% in 12 months. Uh, that, is, that means that legislation is working to drive our smoking rates down. We should be very proud of the progress that we've made under successive governments under that regime. But just telling me, because it's a Labour administration's idea and piece of legislation put in before the election, that it's just perfect, uh, and that's the better answer, I disagree with that. Well, no, I'm not. I, I, I'm just referring to ministry advice for your own ministry, ministry to the minister. Every day, every portfolio, every minister. But this isn't any minister. This is official. the associate health minister responsible for the smoking legislation. And who is very determined to lower smoking rates across New Zealand uh, using the existing legislation that we have that has served us and so well. And is there well anything in your repeal well. legislation that will increase the amount of, or, or decrease the amount of people smoking? What's in there that will actually contribute to even further gains? Well, the great evidence is that the legislation that we're supporting and that we want to, uh, we're going to be adopting is the same legislation that drove our smoking rates down another two points just in 12 months. Is it reasonable to be pushing this through under urgency? How much opportunity will people get to consider this at Select Committee? Um, again, we've got a 100-day plan. This is one of those items on that. We've got uh, 14 actions to get through in the next 16 days. Uh, we're working our way through it. You didn't so campaign on this, though. We've got a range of actions and a range of decisions that we've got to make in that first 100 days, and this is one of them. And then once we finish on March the 8th, we'll roll into more I mean, that, that is the issue. Quarter I mean, two, quarter three, quarter four. On the other side of this, there was obviously a long process with the law going through and there were submissions and everyone had a chance to have their say. But no one's going to have the chance Correct. to have their say on this because you're rushing it through under urgency and it wasn't talked about well, during the election campaign. Well, all we're doing, Corinne, is going back to the legislation that existed literally a month or so before the election campaign uh, that has served us incredibly well. And so we are determined to lower smoking rates across New Zealand. The legislation that we have and that we're adopting has actually been the one that's driven us down another two points just in the last 12 months. And so we're determined to continue to drive it down even further. Uh, the minister's focused on that. Our government's focused on that. Uh, this legislation has worked incredibly well for us to halve our smoking rates in a decade. Mm. Uh, and, and, and it serves us okay. well. So, um, yeah, we're going to keep moving The issue of the Waitangi Tribunal, why the urgency on this removal of the health authority? Are you breaching in a sense? And this is certainly the way Māori feel. We spoke to Lady Moxham this morning, good faith here, by, by rushing this through and not giving the tribunal the chance to... They know that, that you may well not adhere to whatever the tribunal says, but giving them a chance to have some scrutiny. Well, we've, we've opposed the Māori Health Authority. You and I have had many conversations over that over the last year and a half, right? Um, we've opposed it from the beginning because we just don't think improve, increasing bureaucracy here in Wellington is the way you deliver better health outcomes for Māori, period. Uh, and we think there's better ways to do that, uh, to get Māori health sure. outcomes. Uh, we're short of time here. That, that, we understand that. That's fair enough. No, you put well, your position, you, you, you campaigned it. on that. The issue here it. is we have you acted in good faith? 
Uh, we, I believe we have. We've been very clear about our position uh, for a long period of time. You and I have talked about it ad nauseum over the last year and a half. We campaigned on it. We won an election. We appeared in our 100-day plan, 49 actions and 100 days. But, but if you're Māori and part of what you – and you've said yourself that this is a partnership or akin to a partnership and you Correct. feel that you have an avenue which is the Waitangi Tribunal to hear grievances – and the government, the other partner, then rushes something through which is going to diminish your ability to have a hearing. Is that acting in good faith? I disagree. We've been talking with Iwi. We've already spent $50 million just before Christmas to work on the issues that we're talking about in the way that we want to work, which is actually working with Iwi health organisations to drive immunisation rates of Māori uh, kids under the age of two from 71% up to 90%. That's the way we improve Māori health outcomes. We just disagree. Building massive mega bureaucracy in Wellington is not something we're up for. Uh, and uh, we think there's a better way to deliver that money to improve outcomes for Māori. So we've been very clear about that. We've argued that. You and I have had debates about it all year. Uh, we've now gone to an election. We've put it at our 100-day plan, as we signalled we would, uh, and we're doing it. Prime Minister Christopher Luxon, appreciate your time as always. Thank you very much.